Welcome to Do The Math Podcast, another episode of Fantasy Football Podcast, one of the best there is. I'm Jerome Tennyson, and I'm excited, man. Week one is in the books. You know, uh, man, the season is here. Football is back in full effect, you know, so we're going to, you know, discuss some of my, who I feel are good waiver pickups. Um, you know, we're going to discuss who were some of the big disappointments or who did well this week, what we're looking forward to. And, you know, really just discuss some of the things that happened during week one. There was a lot that went on. Um, you know, season started you're either 0-1 or you're 1-0. So you're either happy as heck or you're like, man, what's going on? Uh, uh, the draft didn't, these guys I drafted didn't execute the way I thought they would. Or are you just sitting on top of the world like, oh, yeah, this is exactly how I thought this would go, you know, one or the other. But it's so early in the season that even if you're 0-1, it's nothing at all, no big deal. But if you're 1-0, I'm sure if you're anything like me, you feel like you're championship bound already. You're like, yep, this is it. Going to the championship, you know, without a doubt. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's pretty much where we're at, you know what I mean? So we're heading into waiver wire pickups um, are happening. Actually, as we speak right now, they're <laughs> taking place. So, you know, and I have a special guest uh, that's on. I'm excited to have him on, and he was on the first episode, so then you know it's only right we have him back for the second episode. And you know, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Neil. What's up, Jerome? Good to be back after an exciting week one. Honestly, it started out with a bang with Tampa and Dallas, and it ended with a bang with Baltimore Las Vegas. Those are two best games, in my opinion, of the of the week. And look at it. So exciting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It started off with a bang, man, that Thursday night game with Tampa Bay. Oh, man, Tampa Bay, Dallas, it really started off. It was just like, man, it was so much firepower in that game. Of course, except if you had Mike Evans or (laughs) or Ronald Jones or (laughs) if you had those guys, you were like, you know, you you were hurting over there. Like, how come my guy can't get the ball? What the heck? But you mentioned uh, last time that, you know, Zeke didn't do that well. I actually thought on the first part, you mentioned that. I actually thought he played actually really well. He looked good. He looked, you know, inner. He was making his cuts, you know, very strong. He just, he just didn't get a lot of opportunity. Yeah, know? yeah. No, absolutely. He, well. he definitely looks like he's in good shape. Um, you know, they really didn't get a chance to run the ball that well. And first of all, also, Tampa Bay is, let's speak on their defense. Their defense is a great uh, rush defense. They They don't allow running backs to do much on them. Um, so in the first place, you know, and I think that's going to be a reoccurring theme for teams that play against Tampa Bay. You know, you're going to have some teams that do okay, but overall, I think teams are going to struggle to run the ball against them. Um, and as far as, like you say with Zeke, I might've jumped a gun on it. You're right. I, I might've been like, Hey, you know, cause I had him in the league and I'm like, man, what this is, I drafted you first round. Like, you know, you're a top pick, man. I need you to, to go off. Everybody else is going off. So sometimes that, that might've been an emotional, uh, <laughs> response to it like oh man he's he's done <laughs> but i wish i was in that league with you i would have uh, offered you a trade yeah 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 now now that my emotions are kind of calmed down now i'm like okay i'm not selling low i'm relaxed it's one game it's not a big deal we'll see what happens as the season goes on you know he's, he's still a top back like you say it looks like he's in good shape the cowboys offense is like it's gonna be full of firepower so um, you know, no worries there. I'm definitely not worried about it. You know, we'll see if, if three or four weeks go by and it's still the same thing or if Pollard starts, uh, 
running and you know are having better outcome outputs then then maybe you say okay well you know what's going on but it takes a while man Zeke his, his track record record uh speaks for itself so there's no no need to panic I'm glad you talked me off the bridge on that one <laughs> hey you can also be <laughs> you can also be two and oh oh and two and one and one remember all those median scoring leagues right Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The median scoring leagues. Tell us about the median scoring leagues. Yeah, well, basically, a lot of my leagues have gone this way. It's uh, it protects against bad beats. Basically, if you're yeah. the, the highest score of the week and you're playing, let's say the second highest score of the week, you get a loss usually, right? Mm-hmm. But with median scoring, you get one loss or win based on your matchup, and one loss or win each week based on if you beat the median score of the league. So if you are in, let's say it's a 12-team league, if you're in the top six, you get another point. If you're in the bottom six, you get a loss. So that's what median scoring is, basically. And then a lot of, well, a lot of my leagues have turned the way of that or do victory points. So basically every week would be two matchups instead of one. And then for those who don't know, the median is what, the middle? It is the middle, but here's a lot of people think. Uh, here's a thing that <laughs> that's why I brought it up know. because I. And yeah, that's why I said that because I remember conversations yeah. we had in the league. Exactly, exactly. Everyone was a little confused. Usually, it is the middle. So if you have an odd number, it is the middle number, right? But hey, Jerome, you know this. You yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> this is your profession. <laughs> yep. Yeah, as a math guy, I definitely know. You know, yeah. so and exactly. as as a math teacher, so. But, you know, I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Keep filling this in because it was, this was a whole thing. This was a whole thing. I know. Yeah. I know. People are getting upset with it. So, but if it is an even number, so you have 10 teams, 12 teams, basically what it is is those two middle teams, the, I believe it's the sixth highest scoring team and the seventh highest scoring team, they average those two numbers and that's your median. Yep. So that's, that's exactly what they do. They take the sixth and the seventh, they add them two together and divide them by two. And then that's how they get the median score. Um, but it was a whole thing, man. I remember that that conversation. People were like, oh, isn't it the average? Isn't it this? Isn't it that? And, and it was like, man, you're in this league already, man. So it's too late to start trying to figure out, like, what, <laughs> you know. Right? Yeah. And to be arguing about. And why are we arguing about what? Me- that's how you know when you lost. Because when you start arguing about stuff like that, well, what is median? But that is a that is a league where because there are times where you're like a high scoring person, like you might be like you might have scored like 200 points and that might have been good enough to beat every other person in a matchup. But the guy you played against happened to score 210. So what the median scoring does is it it gives you. Yeah, you lost your head to head, but you also scored more than, you know, in the median. So you get that victory. And it kind of like, you know, because how many times have we all have been have scored the most and then just like, oh, man, I would have beat anybody else in the league except this guy this week because that's just how it goes, you know, so. That happened to me this week. Really? I, uh, I was the second highest scorer, went up against the highest scorer. Really? Lost. Wow. Yeah, but again, that league had median scoring. Thank goodness. So I got one win, but ah, usually you get two wins for that. But yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Odds are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um. You know, I, I'm trying to think how, what was my highest scoring. Uh, I, I have a couple where I was in the 200s. I think I was like 202 or 205, um, something like that. Those were like some of my highest ones. But I have a bunch of 180s, 190s. 
PPR, um, and we're talking about PPR. Most of my leads, when I discuss anything, is usually PPR, point per reception. Um, that's usually uh, the leagues that I'm discussing when I'm talking about the points like this. And so, you know, when you get a point per reception, man, that that it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful because you're essentially if your if your guy catches a touchdown, even if it's a one yard touchdown, you're essentially getting seven points. You get the six points for the touchdown, and then the one the one point for the reception. You can have a nine yard loss and you still get a point. You, you still, still get point <laughs> point. Yeah, right? very true, very true. Yep. <laughs> like that. I'm looking at mine here. One of my highest was at two thirty nine point nine two. Not bad, not bad. Oh, you stunting over there. Okay, since we pulling up the highest, hold on, let me pull mine up there. Okay, <laughs> That's what we do it. <laughs> since we having a pissing contest. The <laughs> uh, record speaks for itself. I went, I went even this week. Oh yeah, how did you do? How did you do? Because so if you guys didn't listen to the first episode, which I'm sure you guys all did, uh, Neil is in how many leagues again? <laughs> 102. 102 leagues. This guy is in 102 leagues. And how did you fare up? Uh, with the median scoring, almost right down the middle, 74 and 70. I am actually not counting the uh, the best balls there. But, yeah, those were the best ball leagues. So you but won yeah, 74, and, 74 and yeah. 70 this week? Yeah. Okay. So, so because some have median scoring and some don't. So uh, calculating that all up, uh, oh, got just you. about 50%. Okay, right? got you. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Not as good as you. How, how did you do that? Do Shoot, that? man. Out of 15 leagues, I went 12 <laughs> and 3. Yeah, I oh, went 12 God. and 3. I had a chance God. to go 13 and 2. Uh, yeah. But you know how that goes with the Lamar Jackson fumble and uh, different little yeah. things like that, man. I know so many people probably pissed at that when Lamar Jackson, not that he fumbled on purpose, but I'm just saying fantasy purposes. That when he when he fumbled, um, you know that costs you know it's minus two in some leagues. Some leagues is minus one, but I know some people. If you're in a close matchup, that could that could do you in. Yeah, I lost a couple because of that. Did you? Hurts right? It it hurts, and the guy had Brian Edwards as well. So that oh gosh, and he catched a game winning thing. Did nothing all game, pretty much, pretty much, and then has this 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 touchdown at the end. Oh man. Oh man, that's sus because because with fantasy football you watch the game so intensely, and you're watching. You can watch the whole game and you're excited like, oh, this guy ain't did nothing all game. I'm winning. I'm I'm up. To, I'm up. I'm up twelve. It's only like thirty seconds to go in the game, whatever it is, and then they throw this play and this guy does a seventy yard <laughs> touchdown and you're like, oh my gosh, he, he had zero points all game. You know, not that that's what happened in this case, but it has like. Happen in, in other cases and stuff. So, but that's not bad though. Seventy four and seventy. Um, you know, I said at twelve and three starting out. You know, there was a couple. Um, there was one league that I should have won in. Okay, so one I should have won in. It was close. Could have went either way. I'm not gonna say I should have won because it was close score. That was gonna go either way. But the other one where I should have won was I have a I have quite a few shares of Antonio Brown. And because I'm in 15 leagues, I decided, I said, okay, I don't want to play him in all of them. I'll just play him in this one, and then I'll play this guy over him just in case he doesn't do anything. Because it was a Thursday, and sometimes you hate to put all your eggs in one basket on Thursday. And I already had Chris Godwin. I had Amari Cooper. um, So I was like, "Ah, I wasn't comfortable. So then I I said Antonio Brown in this particular league, but I played him in all the other ones. But 
and that cost me. That I think I end up I end up losing by like ten, and what he did like twenty four points or something. So that would have, yeah. So I would I would have easily won. Yeah, you do, you do, and you got to stop saying, oh well, if I put them in all these ones, let me. Yeah, just gotta yeah. go with your gut, man. Just gotta go with it. You yeah, know? that's the thing. Like usually Thursday games, I believe are statistically lower, statistically lower than other other games. But on the first game of the season, usually not. So that's kind of and, and look at the teams that are playing. Yeah, you know? a lot of firepower. Lots of yeah. firepower. Huge offense. So yeah, that's. Uh, uh, that's a mistake you won't make again. No, sure. no, you won't. You, you know, you'll feel that one. Like, like I said, that's yeah. the beauty of playing in mo- multiple leagues too. Sometimes you know you get a chance to, to. I don't know how I used to do it, man. Why, why, why did you let me all these years just play in three leagues, man? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, man. What was Sorry, I thinking, man? Oh my <laughs> gosh, man! But that's it, the thing too. With being in so many leagues, you know, like um. You don't know how close your matchups are sometimes during Sunday. Yeah. But when it comes to down to Monday, you're watching those last few that sort of ride on the players you have and you're playing against on Monday night. So, you know, as many leagues as you're in, you're following those specific few that the matchups come down to Monday night, which makes it even very exciting, even if you have a lot of leagues. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's for sure. So what, th- let's talk about week one. Let's speak about it. So we talked about Thursday game. We talked a little bit about the Monday game. But let's just talk about week one in general. So week one in general, first of all, how excited are you that football's back, man? Like, uh, <laughs> football is I'm, back. I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. I mean, being in Dynasty and everything, like, just yeah. the buildup. The off season, I'm, I'm so excited. How about you? I'm man, I'm so, I'm so excited, man. I, I love watching the Red Zone channel, and yeah. you know, you just pretty much just watching, you know, all the exciting plays and stuff. And yeah, I, I'm excited, man. I'm like, it's. I look forward to this, man. It's like, it's like Christmas right now, pretty much. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like for me this you know this past it's like what getting married. Having a baby and fantasy football, man. That's just like. <laughs> and not that other way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, that's it. It's, it's, you know, it's very exciting. You know, I'm very passionate about sports and stuff. So, in general, and uh, fantasy football is just always, this has kind of been a staple for me. I think, I think I've been playing fantasy football for maybe since like 2007 ish. Six two thousand six, wow. I think. Wow. Yeah. I think uh I think I've been playing since two thousand nine or ten. Okay. Well. Okay. When did you start kickers go first? Our league we met in. That was probably around eleven or twelve. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I just started playing right before that. That was the first thing. I remember playing that league as well. And I think I won the first year I was in. Oh wow! Wow, yeah, you did. You did. Row, you did. Now, that, now that you mentioned it, you did. That's right, oh, man. <laughs> you so check this out. You guys don't know what time it is right now because you know it's a podcast. But waiver wires just went through. I, I I know this is disrupting the show a little bit, but I was talking to Neil about putting in a bid for. Uh, um, first of all, let me tell you what the league is. It's a two quarterback league, meaning. Uh, you can start a quarterback in one spot. You have to start a quarterback in one spot. And the second spot is a super flex, right? So you can start either a quarterback, receiver, tight end, or a running back in that spot. But oh, in general, most times it's beneficial to start a quarterback just because quarterbacks put up more points. Unless you got like Andy Dalton like me, but we're not going to get into that. 
And so I put in a bid for Taylor, uh, how do you say it? Heineke? 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 Heineke. 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 It is Heineke. Okay. Yeah. I put in a bid for him. I was discussing it with Neil how much of my yeah, how much of my budget was I gonna put in for him. And initially I was gonna go twenty five and then we discussed it a little bit and and mind you, quarterbacks are such a precious commodity in two quarterback leagues just because most teams carry at least two, if not three quarterbacks on the roster. So it's not a lot to pick from. And the way the, the wire is, is bare. Um, so I end up putting in 55%. I'm like crazy because I said, yeah, because I, I, I have Andy, I have Dax as my first quarterback. And then I have um, Andy Dalton in my super flex. And Dalton put up like five points. So I was like, ah, I need, I'm going to, and I think Justin Fields is going to take over at some point. So anyway, I decided to go after Taylor. Finally decided to do 55% out of $100. So $55 is what I did. We'll talk dollars. Forget the percentage. Out of $100, I decided to do 55 because I was like, I free, I need them. You think I got them or not, Neil? The way you're talking, it doesn't seem like it. I got them. I got him. I got him. What was the second bit? So this is where it hurts, guys. This is where this is where it's embarrassing and it hurts. The second highest bid. Hold on, let me pull it up. Let me make sure I'm not mistaken, man. I have a story like that in our home league, in my home league. Okay. I needed Taylor Henneke as well. The second highest bid was five dollars. <laughs> oh no. That's my fault, really. I, I put that thought in your mind that he was going to go for a lot. And, uh, I apologize. And then, my, and then my homeboy, uh, that's his teammate, he put only a dollar. <laughs> well, you know what? You got your second quarterback. Hey, I got him. It, it's all oh, good. It, it, it's it, all it's good. It's fake money, Jerome. Yeah, okay. it is. You can't take it with you. You can't take it with you, man. <laughs> And and who knows? We don't. I you know I'm not I'm not 100 sold on the guy. But like I say, it's a two quarterback league. And Andy Dalton putting up five points. You know I don't think Andy Dalton's gonna put up five points every week. But I just don't. It, it, it might be worth it at the end of the day, especially if this guy is anything. If he turns out to be anything, then it's totally worth it. I agree. And here's the thing. I, I did the same thing. I uh, I lost. Well, I dropped three quarterbacks in a super flex league. This is actually our, our my home league that you're part of. And I had Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trevor Lawrence, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I actually had four quarterbacks. Okay. I traded Trevor Lawrence for McLaurin because I had four quarterbacks, right? Right. Uh, lost Fitzpatrick first week. And so now I'm stuck with Jimmy and Russell. Jimmy's probably not going to have that job all year. Who knows? So I wanted that sort of insurance. <laughs> I put a, a claim in for Taylor Haneke, 400 out of 1,000, so 40%. I get him for 400, the next highest bid was 153. So, <laughs> so, we, were, so we overhyped this guy. Not overhyped, I'm sorry. We yeah, just overthought I it. Did. We overthought it. Yeah, and yeah. I apologize for that. But so you owe me. So what you can do is, uh, since you're in that league, is you can send me $25 and I'll add it to my, since I'm the commissioner, I can add it to my <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's called collusion, Jerome, but I don't know. You tell me. Oh, <laughs> uh, could you imagine? Could you imagine the ch- the chat if I did that? Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah. Just yeah. trade you like five budget just for free. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what's going on here? 
yeah. All right. So like what so what what are some things you you noticed from week one? We'll talk about your let's talk about your biggest takeaways so far that's off the top of your head that you could think of that stood out to you. Well, one of the, my biggest takeaways, I think either Aaron Rodgers wants to lose or the Saints are really, really good. And I, I, I don't know what to say about that game. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I lost a couple matchups because of Rodgers, but just in general talking about football, I mean, he he did not look good. Um, I think there was a, a comment of how Jameis Winston's, uh, what was it? Jameis Winston's uh, fantasy points yeah. was almost higher than Aaron Rodgers' uh, passer rating. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And Winston didn't even throw for a lot of yards uh, in his No, game. no, it was all touchdown. Just, yeah. yeah, all touchdown. So it looks like that LASIK is working, eh? Yeah, it does, man. He made some, he made some really good passes. Um, yeah. We'll see week to week how it plays out, but it looked like it looked like they really were going to let him play. I thought I didn't know how much Taysom Hill we would see inside the red zone. That's what that was one of the things I was afraid of, but I did build quite a few teams around, and then you know j- drafting Jamison Winston later on in the draft, you know when we were when during drafts. Uh, but I was nervous just because, and I, I mean we still really don't know. It's only week one. We we still don't know how much of a package we're gonna see of Taysom Hill. But if if Winston is getting better and better and looking good and good, you know Sean Payton's such a good coach that he if he likes what he sees in him, he's probably gonna unleash the offense to him and just, you know, he'll, he'll still do those gadget plays, but, um, you know, cause you got to keep the defense off balance, but you know, he looked really, really good, man. One of my biggest takeaways, I think from week one is we don't know a damn thing. So <laughs> that's, one, that's one of my that's biggest, uh, we to. yeah, we pretend to, we pretend to know everything in dra- while during the draft before the draft, we don't know a damn thing, man. That's what that was my biggest takeaway is like, uh, there was a lot of stuff and we'll get into it a little later, but there was a lot of stuff I thought would happen that didn't happen. And, or, you know, even average draft positions as we call ADP uh, where guys are getting drafted. And some of these guys are probably, and it's only week one, but I'm just saying some of these guys were probably drafted way higher than they should have been some lower than they should have been. It, it just shows you, you, you it's not, it's, it's not a complete science is basically what I'm saying. It's, it's, you know, is we don't know some stuff. We don't know. We think we know everything, and then you like, oh okay, oh oh okay. Of course, of course Debo Samuel was gonna go off. You know what I mean? No, so like, yeah, of course, of course Brandon Ayuk was gonna get a goose egg. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Makes yep. sense. You know, mm-hmm. before Debo, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yep, yep. So you know, that's that was that was my biggest takeaway from week one is we don't know a damn thing. You think you know something? We don't know. We don't know shit. We don't know anything, man. We don't. We think we do, but. I mean, other than, you know, I'm, of course, I'm an expert, but I mean, you know, I should say other people don't really know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> you know, they have all these articles and then, ha- do you ever, have you ever, speaking of articles, have you ever compared articles like from previous years? Like look at, uh, you know, whoever, whoever it is you like, I can't think of no names off the top of my head, but just certain fantasy football writers or whatever analysts. And they have like, these are going to be the top guys in the off season, like 2019, and then, you know, those, you know, and then go back and compare and see how wrong or how accurate, like, those lists are. I've done it a few times, and it's like, they're so far off a lot of times. <laughs> they're so far yeah. off. I have done it a few times with some of the popular guys, like uh, Matthew Berry and uh, Mike yeah. Caglieri from, uh, from Fantasy Pros. Yeah. And, yeah, some of their calls are, are so far off. Yeah. I, so true. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you, so, 
let's see. So week one is down. I know we wanted to talk about kind of like just like what who was the biggest. I don't want to say bust because they're not really a bust yet because it's only week one. But for that, okay, we'll just say for that particular week, who was the biggest bust of week one? I think you already mentioned I mean, him. I'm thinking. I going, think I mentioned him. Yeah. Right. Like uh, my boy Ayuk. Yeah. Like uh, what what happened there? Like and he played. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yep. played the game. Um, I think I heard somewhere that he was banged up in the preseason. They sort of wanted to ease him in, things like that. But he got snaps. I just don't know how many. I guess Diva was just tearing it up. So why push it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was very surprising. I mean, I got to admit that lost me a couple matchups too. But just as a football fan, it was, you know, I mean, you saw what he did last year, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he could he could tear it up on that field. So um, I have a feeling that his injury is still is still bothering him. Bothering him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It, it, that's the only thing sometimes with these reports when it come out of camp. Sometimes we just don't know. We're not there at the camp, so we can't see that, oh, this player is, you know, getting looked at by the trainers a lot or whatever it is. Um, I mean, because prior to coming into the game, I don't think anybody knew that Brandon was hurting that much to where he wouldn't play much. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find the right words because it is no, shocking no. as hell. I was like, what the hell? I had to keep checking. I said, is he in there? What the they're saving them for the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, you know, you start making up scenarios. Well, maybe their defense is so good they need him more for blocking this game. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Because it, it just it, we just didn't know anything about it. We didn't know that he was pretty much hurting. The coach wasn't going to play him much. You didn't know that? And, and that's the same thing. I mean, like, Shanahan throws you for, yeah, for a loop. He does. With Sermon being like that. The scratch, the healthy scratch before the game. Like, who saw that coming? Right? That was so weird, yeah. man. That was so yeah. weird. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. Nobody saw that coming at all. Yeah. So, what can you do? What can you do? You know, you uh, you roll the punches and then... Uh, I'll tell you what you can do. You could tweet, you can tweet the coach. <laughs> just yeah. right? let them know you, you're screwing up my damn fantasy league my fantasy team <laughs> they love that oh by the way they love when you do that oh they so. love that they yeah. all for sure yep you know, those coaches that have twitter yeah yeah <laughs> that's always my favorite when I've never done this cause it's just it's, you know it's just fantasy football for me it's not that serious to where I feel like I gotta reach out to a player but I have seen people when they reach out to the players and players always gotta say oh you know I don't care about your fantasy you, you know team or da 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 and you uh, only players who didn't do well say that it never never has yeah. a player who had a great week be like I don't care about your fantasy team I did this for my dinner but when they do bad they're like I don't care about that this is real life I'm like, yeah, fantasy football is real life for some of us that don't can't play. <laughs> <laughs> right? It is. Some of those players get get uh, that gets under their skin. Like yeah. Jalen Ramsey like responds to those guys that yeah. you know like troll him about Darnell Mooney and yeah. Watkins. Yep. You know, absolutely. Kevin Durant gets mad at uh, at his uh, at his followers or yeah you know, the guys he blocks. You know what I saw? I saw uh, uh, Austin Eckler. He um did something special where he was like, uh, he had his fans send them a picture that they started him in their lineup, and then he was gonna send them autographed jerseys. I don't know, how, I don't know how many fans he was doing it up to, but um, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, that's 
So what happens with that is you send him a picture of him in your lineup and that you won the game because of him in your lineup. And then I think every week he chooses one or however many out of those photos that. Uh, wow, man, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. You gotta tweet them. Yeah. I, I dropped a lot of Eckler, so hopefully. You did? I have zero yeah. shares of them this year. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. I'll tell you how many shares I have of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know how to look that stuff up. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have zero shares of him this, this year. And not because I'm not a, not because I didn't, uh, believe in him. Um, I just didn't draft him that high. Cause I had different strategies for different drafts. And most yeah. of the time, um, if I was going zero running back, then I was taking receivers at that time. Or if I was taking running backs, depending on where I was in the draft, if it was an auction draft where you bid on the player or a snake draft where, you know, just like a regular draft, first person goes, second person goes, third person. Usually he, he didn't fall to me anyway. So yeah. um, I didn't really get a chance to uh, to really get him. But, but he's, he, uh, he's, like, he's poised to have a good season. Uh, he is. He, he looks good, and he, I think he even had a rushing touchdown, which is not like him. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I have 12 shares, I believe, in all my leagues, but I always, I gravitated towards in Snake grabbing two running backs early, so if he came to the second round to me, I always picked him up. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, how nervous were you about playing him going into the game? Because remember, he set out some practices. Uh, yeah, he set out a few practice, few practices. Um, and then they was talking about maybe his hamstring and you know soft tissue issue, soft uh, tissue injuries and stuff with running backs and receivers can sometimes be detrimental. How nervous were you about him not playing, or were you always just like, oh, he's playing, uh, he's he's playing? Well, once they once they declared him active and he was playing. I wasn't nervous, but I was nervous about the fact of how much playing time he could get, right? So they put him in, he was playing, he did fine, but just as nervous as I was about the shares of Barclay I had. It didn't look to be that great for Barclay, but Eckler it did. So, I mean, with your studs that you draft in the first and second round, they're active, you kind of got to play them, you know? Yeah, yeah. You probably don't have better options than that. Um, I mean... Hindsight, we probably had better options for Saquon, right? But uh, no, Eckford seemed to do fine. But yeah, to answer your question, was nervous about how how he would play and how much playing time, but not nervous that he would play because once they did the declared him active, I knew he was going to play. Okay, okay, yeah. Shout out to uh, to Eckler. You know that's pretty yeah. dope what Austin Eckler's doing with the with the. Hey, give us give us a jersey, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure somebody tell him about this 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 fantasy podcast, and maybe he'll send us a jersey, and we'll auction it off or so, not auction it off. We'll maybe we'll we'll choose a fan if if Austin Eckler sends us an autographed jersey. We'll we'll definitely have a, 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 a raffle. We'll have some kind of raffle and. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, for, for, for the our, listeners, our, and then yeah. So Austin Eckler, you guys tag him, um, and you know maybe he'll listen to this segment, this 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 part <laughs> of the fantasy podcast. Hey, we love you. You know, my wife's actually a, a Chargers fan, so um, oh, so did not know that. Yeah, so she's a Chargers fan, so you know, and so which makes me a a Chargers fan as well, even though not, it's not my first team, but in our household. You know, I cheer for the Chargers as well. What's your first team, Jerome? Oh man, <sighs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Dallas Cowboys, man. Dallas Cowboys. Where do you live? And where do you live? California. <laughs> <laughs> but but I swear it's not a bandwagon thing. As my dad is from Texas, and he so I grew up because he liked because he you know liked the Cowboys. So I grew up liking the Cowboys because my dad liked the Cowboys, and then they became my team and been stuck with them since I was since I was little, man. Since I could I don't oh, even know gosh. how small I was. I've liked football. I liked the Cowboys since I was. I don't know, man. I was a little, <laughs> little tight. <laughs> Who's your team? Uh, the, the good old Bungles, the Cincinnati Yeah. Bengals. That's my team. Yeah. The good old Burrow and Chase. Yeah, yeah. you guys are looking uh, good, man, so far, you know, offensively. Yeah, they, we uh, we are. Just uh, got to keep up that offensive line. Yeah. You know, defense is never going to be great, but, uh, yeah, we, uh, we pulled one out in OT. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy with that. And uh, I'm from Canada, so I didn't have loyalty to any team. So yeah. I just chose my team when I started watching football. Okay. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I always love receivers. I, I love receivers. I love good offenses. So I I, I grew up with uh, TJ Huchmanzada, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I see. Yeah, now, I didn't uh, know since you're from Canada, I didn't know if you just happened to date some girl from Cincinnati and she made such a strong impression on you. You were like, Oh, I love, I love Cincinnati. They got some of the best of everything out there. <laughs> uh, I've been to Cincinnati a few times. I don't know what they have the best of it. That's not a football team. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And oh, you know what? Know. Speaking of, speaking of that, I, I believe the Cowboys and Chargers play this week. So, Oh, oh wow. Yeah, so, me and my wife might have to make some kind of some kind of wager, right. some kind of yeah, some kind of bet that's going to include uh high heels and a maid outfit. Or if, if my team loses, maybe I have to do some baby oil and uh bust out my um cowboy hat. <laughs> the, the high heels and the maid outfit is that your punishment or hers? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It could go either way. <laughs> You, you, who knows what people we don't know what people are into you never know man you never know <laughs> hey, I, that's I, hilarious I'll put money on the Chargers and if you lose you have to post that picture in our chat for our league oh wow <laughs> <laughs> with no context I just have to post it in the chat with no just context post, yeah, right? <laughs> be like what that the hell oh my gosh that's too uh, funny yeah, so what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about uh, the biggest bus. We were talking about Brandon Ayuk. Um, yeah, who was your biggest bus? So my biggest bus was probably Ezekiel um, for this week because I have, I have, you know what? I think I only have like, out of the 15 leagues, I think I only have one share of them actually. <laughs> but no, but he was, good, he was one of the ones in my lineup. And him and Ayuk, I had Ayuk in one of my lineups that, uh, you know, they didn't do nothing. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers. I have a couple shares of Aaron Rodgers, and that was bad. They looked pretty bad. I can't believe yeah. – it, it amazes me that they didn't really go out and get some receivers for him. I know. And the thing is, he uh, he got he got Randall Cobb back on his team. But at the same time, I think Amari Rodgers is a copy of uh, yeah. Randall yeah. Cobb. He's a younger Randall Cobb. So yeah. I, I think it's why. just a matter of time for him. Yeah. 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 Um, but so, yeah, let's see how Aaron Rodgers does for the rest of the year. Yeah. Maybe it's his uh, 
it's his way to get out of there and get to Denver. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, could be, man. You know, that, yeah, maybe he's like, I'm out of here, man. So <laughs> that was like, yeah, he was one of the, and I think that was for a lot of people. I think a lot of people probably had, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers in their lineup, and he just didn't perform. You know, up to how we, we expect Aaron Rodgers. He, he pulled an Andy Dalton on us, basically, is what he did. <laughs> I think Andy Dalton had, like, five points. You know, but, but when Andy Dalton do it, you're like, oh, it's Andy Dalton, you know. he's. We expected that with Andy Dalton. Yeah, we expected that. If Andy Dalton would have threw three touchdowns, we'd be like, whoa, he's on drugs. What's going on? <laughs> he's back in Cincinnati. He's back in his younger Cincinnati yeah, right? days, you know. So I have, a, I, have a, I have a special relationship with Andy Dalton, by the way, because Andy Dalton and – and kickers go first. Actually, won me my first championship. Andy Dalton decided in the championship game to rush for one of his first touchdowns ever, and it won me the game. Because you know he normally doesn't at that particular time at juncture in his career. He wasn't really. They didn't really use him to run like that in the red zone. And yeah. some reason that game, they called a couple plays and he ran it in for me. And it was like, oh, you know, I forgot what the statistics was at the time. Like, I think he had only did it one other time or something. And uh, yeah. so I, I told him since he won me that game, I think I won by like 0. 0.3 or 0. 0.4 or something. Oh, or maybe wow. a point, maybe a point. But it wasn't very much. And so ever since then, I was like, OK, you know, I joke about Andy yeah, Dalton, but he has a special place. Out. Yeah, he has a special place in my heart. <laughs> Yep. So who? Hey, well, you know, uh, who? Uh, who? Ex- and, and he's one of your. Uh, he's from your team too. So you know. Yeah, it was really. I was with the Red Rock. I I just didn't ever really. I think that <laughs> you didn't like the. You didn't like what did they call him? Red Rock. What is uh? Red Rocket. Red yeah. Rocket. Yeah. The Red Rocket. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't really think that he was. He was good enough to take us to the 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 promised land. Yeah. He, he wasn't. You know. Yeah. That was so close. Uh, yeah, I love I love Carson Palmer. Don't get me wrong, Carson Palmer was uh, yeah what, was my guy. Yeah, what they did to him, that injury that was devastating. That low that that some it say was. it was a dirty hit. Um, you know what it that, yeah because he was having a year that year and it was very was promising. Um, that was a year to go, and the first play, one of the first plays of that game, yeah, in the playoffs. That was Pittsburgh. He goes down. It took him like and three years to get over that. It was like three years before he yeah. even remotely was even just a little bit of himself. It took him a while to kind of get over, to get past that. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's so tough injury. It's tough so injury. what are some of your uh? So who are some of your guys that are okay? So who were some that exceeded expectations? Exceed expectations. I mean, I have Sterling Shepard in a few leagues, in a few leagues, and he uh, he did quite well for me. I don't know how long he's going to keep that up because you know you got Galladay, you got Ingram, yeah, Saquon yeah, dealing with injuries. Well, Saquon's not dealing with injury, but you know, he's yeah. So I mean, Shepard's just you know tearing it up there. And then uh, Mike Williams, Mike Williams was uh, a guy I got in a lot of my leagues. Which I was very happy to see that uh, you know, coach said that they were uh, he was going to be the X, and he was. Yeah, you know, they fed him the ball, and uh, he, did, he did quite well. So I'm excited to see him that offense with Urban. Yeah, no, How yeah, he Sterling Shepard did really, really well. Um, yeah. one of one of the guys who really exceeded expectations for me was Debo Samuel. 
Um, I do yeah. have him in, in in a league, and I started him and everything. Cause I, as a matter of fact, in kickers go first. I have him in kickers go first, oh. and nice. and I started him, and um, you know, definitely wasn't thinking that he was going to do what he did. I thought maybe at best we were looking at like eighteen points in in PPR. Um, I'm thinking we looking like 17, 18 points, and that's where I was going to be comfortable. I didn't think he was going to put up thirty nine points, almost forty points. In the in the first game, but they were really looking at looking at him, and I think we discussed it on the first episode. I was like, I noticed that they throw screens to him, they they use him, you know, short passes, long passes. Right, this logic guy. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, yeah. um, you know, what Ayuk being out, you know, I think that obviously had an impact on it as well. Uh, so yeah. you know, it'll be interesting to see when Ayuk is fully healthy, and I don't know when that's going to be because they really haven't told us too much information about him, so we don't know you know, if he's going to be... Was I out? Or did he play? He played the first quarter. Did, he, did, he, did, did they take him out after? Or I think they didn't play, play him much week? after that. I would have to look up his okay. snap percentage, but I yeah. believe he didn't play much after that. And, um, yeah, I think he didn't play much after that. Yeah, you know what? I, I drafted a lot of my youth over Debo because just because I, I thought Ayuk would have a good year, and he still might, but that's kind of why I shied away from Debo. So I didn't have him a lot of leagues. I had him a lot of dynasty leagues. Yeah, yeah. But not a lot of redraft. So, no, good, good call on Debo. Yeah, thank you, man. You know, thank you. And, you know, I think, um, you know, I'm looking forward to see, just because I just like how they use them. A lot of times I look at how teams use players, and sometimes you can say, okay, they're actually trying to get this guy the ball. Might not be doing much with it, but you know, I was like, okay, they're actually he's incorporated in the offense, and that's what I noticed about him. They were using him in the backfield, you know, just all kind of like you say, gadget, gadget plays, and they and he could stretch the field. So, you know, um, that's that's what kind of had me looking at him in the first place. I was gonna say uh, for bus, I had one more, and it's not necessarily was a bus. I think he just didn't do what we thought he was gonna do, and that's Calvin Ridley. I think, I think we thought Calvin Ridley, right, was going to be what top five this week. I'm sure, right? I thought, you know, he 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 would do like uh, Antonio Brown numbers, Chris Godwin numbers, you know, twenty in in PPR, twenty five points. You know, because how much did he do? He only had what eleven or ten points, something. Ten points, points. yeah. But then you got to look at uh, what happened in that game. Atlanta couldn't get anything going. Yeah. No, Matt Ryan was horrible. Yeah. Uh, they had six points, I believe, so they didn't even score a touchdown. Uh, unless it was two field goals. It was it two field goals or it was a touchdown and they missed extra point. I forget. But uh, it just it was it was a it was a horrible game for everybody. It was a horrible so game. I, yeah, I can't disappointed, but I can't blame really. Really will really will get this. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he'll bounce back, you know. Um yeah. You know, one of the concerns I had with really, I have, but by the way, I have, I have have him in quite a few leagues, but okay, so I do believe he'll be fine. But one of the concerns I had was when, and this is what happened to Corey Davis, um, after he had like a good rookie year, is uh they they start game planning for you, and when you're the only receiver there, sometimes it takes a minute to adjust to it. And Calvin Ridley's what in his fourth year, and he and he's had. He's either in his third or fourth year, I think four. And he's had, um, you know, Julio Jones with him. 
all this time. So I would I still kind of want to see what happens when they start putting game plan and basically to take him out of the game. Because if you don't have nobody else to throw to, you know, if Kyle Pitts, it doesn't pan out to what they think he is right away. I mean, uh, if he doesn't yeah. pan out right away, um, you know, Gage, I don't really think Russell Gage is a two, but you know, and, then I what, agree. and what's the other guys? Like Zach, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's another guy they have there. <laughs> but you're better than I did. I didn't even attempt because I was like, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so I will see, you know, as it goes on because Matt Ryan looked horrible there, but it was a bad game. It was it was a bad game. It wasn't, you know, yeah. we know we know what Matt Ryan is kind of capable of. So you don't really, same with like Aaron Rodgers, you don't really hold it against those kind of guys when they have a bad week because you're just like, oh, this guy bounced back. You know what I mean? They're not like, I know I keep bringing up Andy Dalton, but they're not like an Andy Dalton where you're like, oh, this can go on the whole season. You know what I mean? Like this. I thought, I thought you loved Andy Dalton. Stop oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I'm, just, and I'm sorry, this is the last time I'll mention him this episode, I think. Next episode, though, firing back at him. But this episode, that's the last time I'm going to mention him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Dalton's like, what have I done to you? All I've brought is happiness to your home. And he's right. And he's right. What have you done for me lately, Andy? Yeah, what have you done for me lately? So, you know, with the and then Kyle Pitts, I'm not really concerned about him just because the snap rate percentage that he was uh that he played and and he got quite a few looks. It was just a bad game, man. It was just a bad game. I think going forward, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine because I think they have some some decent matchups coming up. Let me see. I believe they have, uh, you know, some favorable matchups for them. And a lot of times that's what you have to look for, too. And by favorable matchup, we mean going against a defense that's not that good so that they can, you know, really uh, exceed and do whatever it is they want to do. Um, let me see who they play. I think two of those guys that uh, you should go and trade for right now, actually, if people are low on them, are Ezekiel Elliott and Kyle Pitts. Those are two guys which I think, you know, if people are low, go get them. Yeah. Go get them. yeah. Also, you know what? Uh, There's a lot of buy low right now because people are panicking. I'm telling you, when you look at your record and you see a zero and a one and you're 0-1, it causes panic, especially when guys – produce so bad i don't care how long you've been playing fantasy you, there's always panic when your guy doesn't do well like it's always like oh whoa you know okay what can i get for this guy you ready to just get especially if you have somebody who did good that's you know like somebody's trying to say okay i'll trade you such and such you know that had a very good game you're like because because you know what people do a lot you chase last week's stats everybody's a chaser they're chasing last week's stats and if you can get somebody to bite and like who who would be worth who who would be somebody's people would probably bite on? Let me think. I got to think about who who did well. I mean, uh, a Sterling Shepard. I mean, that could be someone that you know that people would bite on if he if he did well. Uh, even Mike Williams, like guys like that. Who else uh, this week? Um, Tim Patrick. Yeah. Right? Yep. Tim Patrick. Like that's the thing. Like if you. Let's say, like, you know what I mean? You go 0-1-1, and you have Zeke and Judy on yeah. the team. Judy's yeah. off, and Judy's out, and Zeke has scored five points. You're panicked, right? Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. So, you know, yep. you're, trying, you're trying to get that uh, 
you're trying to get the next W. Because you, you go, you go one two, you go one three, one three, you're kind of done. Yep, you know? you're kind of done. done. You're kind of done. Yep. For sure. Christian so, Kirk, that's I, uh, another guy people yeah, will probably be like, hey, I'll, I'll take Christian Kirk. Okay, he's going to, you know, if you can get rid of those guys and get, uh, if you could trade a Jamal Williams, the Detroit Lions running back, um, and get, if they're willing to give you, you know, somebody like a Zeke, I'm, we're, we're just spitballing, but like they're willing to give you like one of those players, go out and do it. Accept that trade as fast as you can. Don't look back. Like, Kirk is one of those players, in my opinion, that are like a one-hit wonder. Like yep. the week one, an outlier, an anomaly, and that's going to be his best week of the season. Sort of like Mark Ingram. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's, uh, go, if you want, go out and get him, but don't bust your fab on him because that's, uh, that's not a player that's going to repeat that too often. No, nope, not at all. Best game of the season. Nope. Um, I found that snap percentage. So, Danny and I, you've played about 47% of the snaps that first game. And last year, he was in an average about 66%. So yeah. it was a lot lot lower than yeah. 20%. Yeah. And they didn't so, use him. And they didn't use him on those snaps as well. Yeah. So hopefully it's just the, uh, the injury. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll monitor it. We'll we'll monitor that situation and we'll report back to you guys how it's, <laughs> how it's going. But yeah. yeah, you know that has a lot to do with it too, the injury, and then we'll we'll see. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times these guys are more hurt than coaches like to let on. And I swear they they did the whole lineup thing. I think it's really for for fantasy purposes when uh, coaches don't want to release what the lineup is until game time and stuff because. It, I don't think it gives that much of an advantage when you're playing in the NFL because I think teams game plan. I don't know. Based based on based on the best available players, and right? Play, I mean, I think a quarterback makes a difference. Like, yeah, quarterback know, like, yes. for the rookie. Or, yeah. yeah, but other than that, yeah, you're gonna game plan on what you see on tape, and you know, yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So the players and game plan for the best. Yeah. So, what are your uh, uh, top waiver the pickups there? So of course you have your Elijah Elijah Mitchell. Um, here's the thing, and we kind of talked about this off air. Yeah. The San Francisco running backs is just hard to trust, man. They're all good. First of all, they're all really good. I don't think San Francisco has yeah. a bad running back at all in the backfield in the past yeah. what like five seasons, four seasons. They're all really good and all can produce. You just don't know whose turn it is. Usually, Shanahan's one of those, yeah, you know, coaches. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. so you just don't know. So it's just hard. So I wouldn't blow all my fab, my fab on him. Elijah Mitchell looked really good. He's liable not to even play much next week. That's just how it goes with the San Francisco's. Uh, even though there's the starting running back is hurt, still they're liable to say, okay, now it's just weird. You don't know with Shanahan, man, but um. I would definitely go after him for sure. I would go after Elijah Mitchell. I just wouldn't blow more than maybe fifteen percent. Yeah, I put a, I put I think up to thirty in some leagues, but I don't think I gotta check after this. But I don't think I got him many. When I was just checking recently, those guys who spent eighty-two percent of their fab yeah. on Elijah Mitchell—that's crazy to me. Wow, that's just too much. Eighty-two percent. Yeah, it's insane to me. 
I mean, he's a if he's a bust or if he's not the starting running back, that's oh, you're done. You don't you'll have no more five. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just tough. You know, it's hard to gauge sometimes how much you would spend. And this is what I tell people. I shouldn't say I tell people. I'm like, I haven't told nobody this, but <laughs> I don't know why I feel like this is what I tell people. I don't know why. I, 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 for no reason. You're not, you're not giving yourself much credit. This this is what I would suggest to people. If you're really in need of a running back, then yes, blow more than 15% because you know you need a running back and you think this is going to be the guy because you went zero running back when you drafted. And you have all these receivers, but your running back is Jill Bernard or something like that. Then, yes, I feel like you you blow 20 percent, 30 percent of your budget to try to get Elijah Mitchell because you're potentially getting a guy that you can start week in, week out. But if you have a team and you and he's not an immediate starter anyway, I'm not blowing more than 15 percent of my budget. That's fair. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. If, if his uh, if his status is up in the air like it is, and you know, I mean, Sermon was the better back, not the better back, but he performed well in in, in the preseason. So yeah. I don't see him not getting a chance, especially now that Mostert's out. Right? Yeah. Yep. So even if they are both healthy, how? How are you gonna say that Elijah's gonna get all the touches? It's, it's, exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna Kyle Shanahan backfield. You're gonna be you're gonna be splitting. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, you don't know. You don't know because some Shanahan has it. He's big on doghouse, so you don't know. He could have been in a doghouse, and it might have just been like week one. Okay, you're in my doghouse. I'm not gonna play you this much because it doesn't make sense. All the praise he was giving him, and some maybe the, yeah. he did something in practice or didn't do something in practice put him in the doghouse and then he played Elijah Mitchell and maybe this week he's out of the doghouse and they'll play him. We just don't know. It's just too much, too many unknown factors. We don't know. Like you said at the, the, the top of the podcast, we, we think we know, but we don't. We really don't. We really don't. Yeah. I I think if you're desperate at, at receiver or truly need somebody, I think Tim Patrick's a good pickup. Um, he did really well last year in spot starts. Um, uh, there when usually when he played over seventy percent of the snaps, he put at least in PPR leagues, um, he put at least fifteen uh, fantasy points or more. Um, about mm, uh, I'm looking right now to make sure I'm correct. Did you, yeah, did you see the report though? Uh, I saw something come out today that KJ Hamler was running with the one. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah, they're Sunday saying that KJ Hamler. Hamler yeah, and then Tim Patrick with playing with the twos or the three wide receiver sets. So that's kind of interesting, even though, you know, I'm not sure who got the higher snap percentage. It was Hamler or Patrick. I think it was Patrick, but yeah. Patrick definitely performed better. Yeah. So it's kind of puzzling why Patrick would be running with the twos. Yeah. Um, and the three wide receiver sets. But, well, let's see what happens. I think now that Judy's out and, you know what, you never know the way Sutton played. It could just be Hamler and Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, it's it. They're both good pickups. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, I think they're both good pickups. I just like that 
Tim Patrick's uh, track record. And by track record, I mean like last year. I'm comparing what he did last year when he played. Um, you know, now he's getting another opportunity. He's like he's six four, so he's a big target. Uh, you know, and and Bridgewater looked really good. Bridgewater looked really yeah. good uh, last game. He he's kind of known to be, especially now since since his uh, injury, kind of known to be uh, what do you call it, conservative, a little bit more conservative. But he didn't look check conservative. Down, he didn't, yeah, yeah he check did. down Teddy. But he didn't look yeah, yeah. he didn't look conservative uh, this past game. So yeah, that's something to think about too. He looked really he looked. Re- I was really impressed with Teddy Bridgewater. I was like, oh wow, he looks good. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Drew Locke's not coming back anytime soon. Right. What's uh, what's uh, what's one of your pickups? We didn't discuss any of your pickups. Well, before that, that's what kind of kills me about that situation as well. I mean, Judy was having a great game before he got injured. He was. Like, he was getting open. He was crisp. Like that was uh, one of my calls from the last uh, last episode. Yeah, if you recall, and I'm like. Ah. That was just so disappointing to see him go down like that because, you know, just from that first first quarter or so that he was going to have a spectacular year, you know? Yeah, yeah. See him run those ends, and now he's just hobbled. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, my pickups were basically, I put in some fab for Elijah Mitchell, uh, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Taylor Haneke, we've already talked about. Um, I don't think I got... Elijah in any leagues because the most I did was up to 30%. Seems people have way more faith in him than you or me. Uh, one of the ones where I just sort of dropped a bit of fat is Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Just because Gallup. uh, Gallup's out, injured, you know, that Dallas offense is going to be so he's going to be a decent flex in some, some games. And you get Amari or Lamb go down, that's, you know, WR2. Right? Yeah. If he has a talent. So yeah. It's 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 uh it's it's a lottery ticket, but at the same time, everyone's concentrating on Tim Patrick, Hamler, Elijah Mitchell, you know. I think a lot of people might have forgotten about Cedric Wilson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah. he's kinda lost in the shuffle, uh, right now. Um he looked he he impressed me this preseason. I think he's been in the league what, three years maybe? Something like that. Four I years. Think you're right. Yeah. Um, but he impressed me this preseason when I was watching him. I was like, oh, okay, he's, you know, the way he was moving and running his routes and stuff looked pretty good. Um, that's actually not a bad pickup, I don't think. I think, um, yeah. you know, it's so early in the season that, you know, we really don't know a whole lot. So it's hard to say, like, for certain who's the best pickup, who's the worst pickup, all that kind of stuff. But obviously, yeah, it's yeah. week one, right? But you know, and, and and so much depends on injury as well, right? Yeah. It could depend on injury. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. A lot of that stuff depends on what's yeah, what's the injuries, what's the and how much are they gonna be used. And then you still 100%. have you still have factors like come game time, like Shannon Hand and some of the other coaches, they're gonna tell you, okay, now such and such is gonna start. You know, they might <laughs> They might pull up. We thinking Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler. We might. They might say, "Okay, we got. We got this guy. I don't know whoever yeah. it is, Seth or whatever, well, somebody Albert, that." Albert Okawaga. Yeah. Albert yeah. Right. And yeah. Then, you know, it just says we're running a bunch of two tight end sets and don't give it to the wide receiver. Yep. Right. You never know. You never so. know. That's the thing. <laughs> you just don't know with that. So, um, yeah. You know, but so those are all our plays. So we named yep. um, Tim Patrick. Uh, we said Elijah Mitchell which I believe is, is a good pickup. You know, I'm wondering if 
See, so sometimes I'd be thinking kind of dynasty-wise because I was going to say, uh, I forget what his name is. I think it's Roundtree. He's a running back. Yes, Larry Roundtree. Yeah. He's a good filler just in case those soft tissue issues is something for reals later on down the line or something for Eckler. I think Eckler's fine, though. I mean, he's pretty show week one. He's good to okay. go. He's probably going to sit out practices. They're probably going to, especially since he's a running back, they're probably going to monitor him and you know try not to. Uh, have him playing so much all the time. Um, yeah, during practice. I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. But I, to be honest, I didn't want watch much of that game. But did you see who else was getting run uh, with the Chargers? Was it Josh? Josh Jackson. Um, sorry, Justin Jackson got in. Yeah, there, I Justin Jackson uh, and, and Roundtree were good. I don't know who got the most. I'm trying to think who I saw Roundtree. the most out there, but definitely. Um, those those were the guys that was pretty much uh, that was out there, and we seen Jackson last year. Um, it's, it's just speculation anyway, and it's more so just if you feel because you know the, those soft tissue injuries sometimes can linger a little bit. You know that's just a reach. That's nobody I would pick up right now, but that's just somebody you know you you kind of think about. Um, let me see who played the most. I'm trying to pull up to see who had more snaps. Maybe you go. You they, probably... they both. I, I just saw, actually. They both, yeah. Justin Jackson and Roundtree had uh, a couple points each, so they didn't play much, and then it was basically uh, Eckler. That's it, and Kelly didn't play at all. Yeah, so there so, you go. There yeah. you have it. So, yeah. So, hey. It, yeah, Justin Jackson had, you know, uh, one, one after the for five minutes. Wow, and then what a what a round tree had. Round tree, I think it was two something. Let's check quickly here. He had oh he had he had a little more. He had twenty seven yards, eight attempts. So yeah, he's probably the second guy. Yeah, so he's probably the second yeah, guy. And I think and I think Justin Jackson was number two going. There you go. See, look, Justin Jackson was number two going into the game. But I think um, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes it's just the way the game going. Maybe Roundtree just looked good when he with his carry, so they kept giving him the ball, but. You know, that, that's something to think about, especially, um, you know, if you have Eckler or something, just in case. Because sometimes it's just hard to trust those soft tissues with receivers and running back. If if he seriously had a soft tissue injury, you know, with the hamstring or something like that, just because sometimes they can, sometimes they linger a little bit. They linger. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he was a, he was a surprise on the injury report. Exactly. Last, Came out of nowhere, right? Like, what the hell? Yeah, like, what? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure you were like, how could you do this to my team? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> of course. Like, I sent him some angry Twitters and everything, but it's okay. We're yeah. good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> angry tweets. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. So, yeah, any, any last minute thoughts that you could think of that you kind of just – Heading into week two, like, are you any player that you're looking forward to seeing that you're like, okay, I want to see what they're going to do besides Aaron Rodgers, like a player that you want to see? <laughs> I'm sure we all want to see, like, is Aaron Rodgers really done or is he just, he's just trying to get the hell out of there or what's going on? Like any player that you kind of looking forward to seeing um, that maybe had a bad week, week one. Uh, like I said, I, I, I have a lot of shares that you and I want to see how they use them. I want to see Sermon. I want to see Sermon get on the field and see why they they traded up in that third round to to get him. Right. Um, who else? I want to see if Mike Williams continues it. So yeah, those are the the main guys that uh, yeah. I want to see. You know, if they can, uh, if they uh, put up or shut up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How about you? Um, I just I want to see. 
a little bit more of the Rams because Stafford looks pretty good running that offense. I just want to see the Rams in general. Um, you know, uh, Cup is looking good, and, and they looked really good that first game. I want to see if, if Henderson can get it going. Now, I believe he missed some blocking assignments or something, right? Is, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So keep an eye on that because that's huge, especially for a running back. Um, you got to be able to pick up those assignments, especially come, you know, third downs and all that stuff when teams try to blitz and stuff. You got to be able to to pick that up. So that's something to keep an eye on. But I'm not too concerned about it because he played last year and did great. And, you know, they really don't have too much behind him. So well, who's next there? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jake Funk. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I definitely want to see the Rams play a little bit more, see how potent that offense can be. Uh, with him, Hillman, you know, got Woods. Uh, Higby looked like Higby looked really good. He looked like Higby from two seasons ago. Like they were giving him the ball and feeding it to him, and um, you know, looked really good. Uh, okay, how about this one? Because we know what Tyler Lockett does. Yeah. Over or under Tyler Lockett. Let's see what did he do. Hold on, before I do the over under, let me see what his stat. Where was his <laughs> Where was his stats last game? He's, uh, Tyler Lockett. He. Uh... He, but it looked like Russell was looking for him a lot. Yeah. Which is nice to see. Um, but again, that consistency, let's see. He had 100 yards exactly, uh, five targets, four receptions. 25 yards per match. Okay. Wow. Are we, wow. Are, are we going over or under 100 yards this next game for him? He is playing the hot over. He's playing the Casey Titans. It's over. Ooh. And that's that, he's gonna have 150 yards, in my opinion. <laughs> but he's Tennessee is horrible. Yeah. yeah. Tennessee. And see, and, and yeah. see, that's yeah. the thing you have to look at is Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing you have to look at is match matchups. I was gonna say under because sometimes he had big games. I mean, obviously I'm just basing this off of last year, but sometimes he would have yeah, big games and it let downs. But this matchup Tennessee, he's going over. He's going over. DK Metcalf's going over. Uh, that game is going over. That game is going <laughs> over. You're better. Are we going to get? Like are we going to get a? We didn't even talk about. De- we need another episode. We didn't even talk about Derrick <laughs> Henry. Oh uh, no, we missed all. Of that. We, yeah, we, we missed all. We missed that, that whole team really. Ryan Tannehill, the Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. You know, Ooh, we we, we got we got about five more minutes with that we that we can spare. I think. But uh, we, we'll save it for the next episode. We'll we'll talk about the Derrick Henry and stuff a little bit more. Um, yeah. It just seemed like it was just a bad game. It just seemed like it was just a bad game for them. Yeah. Um, Julio Jones is in the doghouse there. Yeah, because he, he penalty, yeah. right? He, he picked up yeah, a penalty. He was, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and Tannehill couldn't get them the ball. It, you know, but they were having a bad game. Yeah. It wasn't all just Tannehill couldn't get them the ball. It's just. Yeah. It was kind of a bad game. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, who was that? It was Chandler Jones that had like oh, five, five sacks? sacks? Yeah. Sacks or something? I think it was, it was him. Like right? I think it was Chandler yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. But like Arizona doesn't even have that great a defense. So no. I'm wondering what, what the hell are they doing up in Tennessee so, there? So are you saying JJ Watt can't change the whole defense himself <laughs> by just getting there? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe <10. laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I know, right? No, but they're, they're middle of the pack. I'm sorry. They are. They're know? middle of the pack. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I just, I just, Tennessee could do anything. And Tennessee was really uh, a very, very 
you know, new uh, new offensive coordinator, right? And you got Arthur Smith, and yeah. uh, what 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 can I say? Like he didn't he didn't perform that first game. Well, uh, we'll see what he can do next game. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a look at it. So, we'll, we'll, thanks for coming on. Um, I appreciate you, you know, giving us your time and your, you know, sharing what with your thoughts and stuff with us about the game, and you know, telling us your your pickups for the for this week so far, and you know, being on on the episode with me. Uh, sorry, we got to cut it, but we we kind of running a little little longer than we thought. But um, we'll we'll kind of discuss that the next episode if we remember. If we remember, we'll yeah. discuss the Derrick Henry and. Tennessee Titans so and all that kind of stuff. Any final thoughts? I don't know, I'm just excited for week two. Gonna start up in what two more days? Yeah, and then uh, we're on to week two. All yeah. right, sounds good. So, in, in, did you get your Twitter yet? Oh no, I haven't got my Twitter. <laughs> I've been, I've been so, 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 I've yeah, no, man, you, you know, you're at 102 leagues, yeah. man. I just, wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, good, yeah, so thanks for being on, man. Appreciate it. We'll, you know, look forward to talking to you again. Um, just want to thank the listeners for listening. Welcome to the Do the Math podcast, is what we're calling this. And we'll talk fantasy football. We'll talk other sports as well, you know, down the line. But um, you can follow me at on Twitter at edgerome underscore T-E-N. So at J-E-R-O-M-E underscore T-E-N. That's on Twitter or Instagram. And thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. <laughs>